Hey folks, you're listening to an episode of Cultural Lenses, a show about life from the perspective of an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East and is now living in Canada. Cultural Lenses is hosted by Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply as LR. The theme song of Cultural Lenses was made by good friends of LR, Revelries. You can find them on Spotify and also on Twitter at Revelries Music. And finally, to keep up with LR and all of what he does, make sure you follow him on Twitter at LRThe11th, on Instagram at LR11, and on Twitch, where he occasionally streams at twitch.tv slash LR11. Enjoy the show. known as LR and once again I keep reminding myself I don't have to do that because I literally have that in my intro done by the wonderful Glenn but here here it is uh, you have my, you get to hear my name again from my own mouth um today I I still haven't gone around to editing that uh, episode with my beautiful beautiful friends uh, Vlad and Brandon um brothers to me really but um that will be, and I promise this is going to be, is going to be the way I'm going to close off the new year. Um, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to go over as a podcast episode, but I had a ton of fun and I love them to bits. And I want to be able to share that part of me with everybody. I think um, for, for at least for those of my friends that listen, I, I'm pretty genuine and I, and I am who I am. I am 100% myself at all times with or at least I try to be with whoever's around me, but with with those guys, with with my brothers, I'm something else almost. I think uh, they bring out the best parts of me. Um, but today uh, I decided we're going to do a little bit more food. But before that, because I am recording this uh, the day of release, um, I just wanted to. This is I'm so I'm recording this very <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to be talking about Twitch a little bit, but before before we do, uh, I'm going to reiterate the announcement I made last week, and I made an official announcement on my socials, December 25th at noon Pacific Standard Time, which is December 25th, 8 p.m. in the UK, just as another kind of time zone to align yourself with. Um, I will be live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash LR11, and I will be doing a Christmas stream with Christmas activities. I did not grow up with Christmas. Christmas is uh, of no sign of no real significance to me. It is not a day that means much to me. I am not Christian, um, and this has been a difficult year. And I, and I can only imagine 
um, for those of you who are not able to be with loved ones or be with friends or be with family, how difficult this might be for you, especially if this is a significant moment in your year. I know that usually this time of the year I'd be home with friends and family myself. Uh, so while Christmas may not have any significance, the 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 feelings and the ideas and and the reasonings and stuff, I like I resonate with all of that. So I just wanted to do something where um, people can come in, hang out for a little bit, feel a little cozy, feel a little loved. I will be doing Christmas-like activities. Um, so a new person, a uh, person who's not used to Christmas at the age of 25 doing Christmas-like activities. Um, so please do stop in. Um, so I wanted to talk about Twitch's town hall um, that is currently going on. So I had I had a whole other episode planned and I, I'm putting that on the back burner uh, for, for whenever. And I decided I'm going to redo this and then throw in some food at the end because I want to end on a good note. But Twitch is hosting a town hall, which is meant to be like a showcase or a panel or an event with community feedback. Um and for those of you who are not involved, uh, those of my listeners who are not very much involved with the gaming community, Twitch is a live streaming service, a live streaming platform that's been around since 2011 um, or way before. I think it was 2011 that they ran it from Justin TV to Twitch. Anyways, they've been around for a while. Uh, I'm getting my history a little muddled. The primary uh, um, reason people live stream on Twitch is for video games. That's how it kind of started. Um, so you'll have people who will go online with a camera, uh, not always, but some sometimes a camera and uh, whatever game, and then they'll be playing that game. People can stop in, watch somebody play this game in almost real time, interact with the person playing the game, and communities were built around it. Um, people were becoming fans. People were becoming supporters. Uh, you can monetary. You can monetize your live streams uh, in in several different ways. And then it evolved to incorpor incorporate like cooking, arts and crafts, body painting, music, uh, traveling, like, you know, going out in the fucking world and like traveling around the world and live streaming your experience with that. Twitch has really turned into something special because we, the people, have made it special. Um, but the people who run Twitch, however, have have had issues. Uh, very, very... Str <laughs> um, it... You know, it makes me upset because, um, or at least why I'm uh, struggling to get the words out or struggling to articulate my thoughts is because Twitch wouldn't be where Twitch is without the people. Just like any good product, uh, any good video game, any good kind of like book, movie franchise, they wouldn't be where they were without the people, without the fans. And... I'm no businessman, I'm no lawyer, I'm no developer, I'm not an entrepreneur. But to me, I think that if you put people first, your product will do well in the long run. If you put your consumers first, if you put your users first, your product will do well in the long run. Over the last several years, which has had issues with DMCAs, uh, this is a more recent issue with uh, people streamers playing music, uh, copyrighted music on stream and losing quite literally their careers, some of them, because they, you know, they don't have the rights to, which, which, uh, there's a mixed conversation, but there's also a lot of things that Twitch aren't doing on their end. Harassment and racism and sexism on the 
on the platform and uh, Twitch is uh, in action on doing anything to protect the people on the platform and take action against those promoting such hateful behavior and also evidence of such hateful behavior within their own company, within their own ranks. Um, the, 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 the fact that they constantly say that we're listening, but they're fucking not, <laughs> like they don't do anything. Uh, the racially insensitive decisions they've made over the last several years and they called it today in the town hall just a couple of mistakes you can't make a mistake if you're just straight wrong that's not that's not a mistake they put out they put out a bunch of like um i can't i think it was to celebrate mexican independence uh like mexico's independence day or it was it was something um uh it was a it was a significant like week uh, it might have been like um latino heritage month or something or like week i, I can't remember um uh, again re-recording this episode last minute um but it was latinx related and uh, they decided i think it was i think it was latinx like the global latinx community related kind of significant week or month um and they decided to like put out uh which wide uh, emotes because you can get emotes based on the channel that are kind of like emojis basically if you're not used to twitch um, and you have ones that you get from specific channels if you like sub to them or you have ones that are global that anybody can use and they put out a set of no what they you so they put out uh, so you can you get these global emotes and then you can also customize them now with uh, with certain special features and they decided to celebrate this latinx kind of uh week uh uh week of heritage or month of heritage uh whichever it was i could look it up later by giving them uh, maracas and and sombreros because that's apparently what all latinx people wear and that's one of the the tamer things they've done uh, besides letting known um um what's the what's the term known uh um sexual assaulters uh, sexual offenders uh, onto the site and partnering them almost immediately because Twitch is also one of those things where you have to work towards becoming a Twitch partner where you get more options and you get more clout basically but then if you're if you're coming from a different platform or if you're like already internet famous you can kind of fast track that process and become uh, partnered with them um especially amidst this this summer um i think i might have mentioned in way in one of the earlier episodes of how a lot of our communities got uprooted and exposed with how much different how many different disgusting people truly existed and how much disgusting behavior we let happen with with so many people being such sexual deviants um, objectifying and treating women like their plaything and getting away with it by uh, abusing their power and uh, um, promising uh, certain people that hey yeah you could get this if you if you just send me a picture or do uh, do so much worse sometimes uh, I, I don't know um, this, this this section of today's podcast there's no real point to it I'm just I'm just disappointed and I think I mentioned this on Twitter today um, I only bleed purple. I only want to be on Twitch because that's where my communities are. Twitch in 2015 as, as a platform was, was very different from what it is now. Right now, it seems like 
and, and understandably so they are a company don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not denying the fact that a company needs to make money but they're so overly focused on money that they've stopped caring about the people that bring them money um yeah um it is it is sad and it is frustrating to see a company where a platform where i've met so many of so many beautiful people so many of my wonderful friends so many talented individuals so many different types of people creators doing all sorts of wonderful things uh you know either for themselves or for like charitable causes uh just for other people there's so much talent and there's so much goodness that exists um on twitch that is completely drowned out by the tone deaf and culturally insensitive behavior of twitch's staff sometimes and also by their lack of inaction to do anything about the the hate and transphobia and the racism and sexism that exists on the platform and it is frustrating um yeah and that's all i have to say about that uh, as of right now you know i'll still be on twitch i'll still be around uh, I don't know how much longer that can go on for, but for the moment I'm there because that's where my friends are, you know. Um, so let's 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 transition from Twitch to something. Uh, if you depending on when you listen to this, I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm going to be talking about tacos. We're going to be talking about uh, tacos. We're going to be talking about food um, because this was really interesting to me how how much um the one of my you know one of my not philosophies but one of my beliefs is that um food if food is one of the few things that can transcend um cultural boundaries and as as i'm going to explain to you now uh you can you can tell when certain cultures have met or mixed purely by just tracking the, the 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 history of certain types of food and see how that's kind of evolved over the years, and and, and you can see the relation to things. So we're gonna be we're gonna end up talking about tacos, um, but we're gonna start off talking about uh, doner kebabs. So doner kebabs, um, they're a type of kebab made on a, roti a vertical rotisserie. Um, you know, seasoned meat that's been marinated for a while is just kind of like stacked on top of each other and then put on a vertical spit. Um, and this came about in the Ottoman Empire in the 19th uh, century. Um, and this originated in Turkey, uh, essentially, or what's modern day Turkey. Um, and I believe originally it was with, um, lamb. Or, or or beef and this is what we now know currently to be doner kebab but then it, it 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 branched off and spawned what we now know as shawarma um gyros and uh that led to the al pastor now um the food in that region, uh, like I've, from all the documentaries and like videos I've seen of Turkish food, um, Turkey, despite its size, has such a 
varied, um, a very diverse kind of like food landscape, but there is a certain chunk of it that relates very much like the whole Middle Eastern vibe. Um, the Levantian cuisine, I believe it's called because that's a historical geographical area. So when we look at its transit, because you can look at the way it's evolved differently, the same things evolved into two different things when you look at gyros and you look at shawarma. Shawarma is a little bit more, um, in comparison to gyros, shawarma is a little bit more um, straightforward and it's a little bit more, it, it's a little more greasy. Um, whereas with the gyro, uh, they, it's a little bit, it's a little lighter, it's a little fresh. Um, so gyros primarily use pork or chicken, whereas in, in the Middle East with shawarma, they, they really only focus on lamb or beef because pork is, is not, um, you know, pork's not allowed, Muslims aren't allowed to eat pork. Um, and the shawarma is actually what inspired the al pastor taco because in the i believe in the 19th or the early 20th century you had a lot of lebanese immigrants uh, specifically of um specifically the christian lebanese uh, migrate over to mexico and they had an influence when they arrived back then on the on the food that was being cooked in the area primarily they bought with them cooking meat on a vertic uh, vertical rotisserie um, which eventually uh, led to uh, the Al Pastor because when uh, they, they when they bought it over, uh, when the Lebanese immigrants bought it over, because they were Christian, were able to do it with pork. But primarily, shawarma was made with lamb or beef, um, and that that's really fascinating to me because I grew up eating that type of food. Right, I grew up eating. Um, because Arabic food and Indian food, maybe not in terms of taste or similar, but they're similar in terms of preparation. Sometimes things being stewed and cooked over long periods of time, the spice combinations, rice being used as a, um, it's, it, how do I, how do I describe rice usage? It's, it's, you know, it's like rice usage in Asian cuisine and in Indian cuisine um, is very much like it's like, <laughs> okay it's very much like a taco the rice in Indian food is very much like a tortilla in a taco like we use it as a as a dish to transport the food inside of us uh, putting aside the fact that we also have our own types of bread not that's actually having impact on the sound sorry I keep knocking my headphones that's on my mic arm Um, there's a very, uh, specific kind of, um, similarities in between, between Arabic and Indian food in terms of spice combinations, cook time, the way things are prepared. And I've found that similarity also between Indian and Mexican food, but Indian and Mexican food are a lot closer again, not because, uh, not in terms of taste, but just in terms of like the amount uh, like the different varied kind of spices used, the preparation methods, the focus and emphasis on fresh ingredients, um, taking your time and treating the ingredients that you're using to cook with, with love and care, because the, people underestimate, I think, the average person underestimates um, how much you can do by just letting 
um, tomatoes just break down over time just with a little bit of water and a little bit of salt and how sweet that can get. Um, where people underestimate, you know, I, I don't really have any good analogies here because I, I just love food. I love both types of food, but, um, you know, there is an emphasis on fresh and, and balance, I think. There, like in in in, there is a balance um, that they strive to achieve between flavor and nutritional value as well. Because these are countries. If you look at the if you look at the countries, I can't speak too much about Mexico, but if you look at India, um, even to this day, it is very much a physical labor kind of based society. So the food that they eat, it's important that it sustains them through a greater part of their day. So kind of looking at the balance between taste and the nutritional value to make sure that it can sustain you. I know I did say uh, I'd end up talking about tacos, but we didn't talk about tacos very much. I just find it fascinating that the food that I loved growing up eating, which was a shawarma, because uh, that was kind of, you'd pay like, right now it's expensive, you'd pay $2, but back then it was like a dollar fifty cents maybe. You'd go get, get a shawarma, get a can of Coke. And just kind of hang out with your friends and do whatever. And like, it would take about four showermas to feed you, I think, for me at least. Um, because it was just pita bread, um, the meat. Uh, I primarily get chicken, some fries, some garlic paste, a garlic spread. Oh, baby. You can get it spicy too. You can get a spicy garlic spread. Um, and you get a pickle. Oh, fuck. I miss it. I miss it so much. I believe uh, gyros and, and uh, donner are more, um, they use like uh, tzatziki and they'll use lettuce and onions and tomatoes and it, that's not shawarma. I mean, obviously it's not a shawarma, but it's, 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 uh, it's uh, something else. I, I like the simpler, straight up uh, approach to it uh, that is shawarma. Um, but it is fascinating when I learned that the El Pastor, because when I started seeing, I love food documentaries, whether I'm eating while I'm watching them or just in general, because especially shows like Chef's Table and The Chef Show, they, Chef's Table and Chef Show, I feel like, shh, 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 shh. Um, they showcase humanity, I think, in a very interesting aspect. Uh, a lot of them, yes, sure, they might be going to the richest places. Um, it, they are coming from very privileged places, but I think it showcases food that especially the chef show is very simple at times and has like very important cultural roots um and also anything that david chang's on i love david chang um i don't know i think food is such an important thing to culture because everybody eats and if you're able to find the similarities cross cultures and you're able to cook and uh, according to what other people might like, but able to also tactfully blend several different cultures, several different types of cuisine in a way that makes sense, you'd be able to cross so many different cultural boundaries because everybody eats. Everybody has a favorite thing they like to eat. Even people who don't like to eat and see food as just purely sustenance, they have at least one thing that they enjoy, whether it's a something savory, something sweet, something they like to drink, something they like to chew. Everybody has something they like to eat. And if you're able to breach that, you're able to make friendships. Um, quickly while we 
are talking about um, donors and tacos. Um, Canada has its own variation of the donor kebab called Donaire. Um, similar, but it's, you know, it's obviously a little uh, Canadianized, primarily uh, what's known as the Halifax Donaire. Um, the Halifax uh, style Donaire was introduced. Uh, so so Donaire came over from Turkey, uh, from Greek immigrants, I believe. Um, there's a lot of discourse on the exact origins. But I believe the common theory is that it was introduced in Halifax, Nova Scotia in 1970. And it really wasn't gripping people the same way. So somebody came up with a sauce made from condensed milk, um, vinegar, sugar, and garlic called sweet sauce. They they just call it sweet sauce. And, and it is quite sweet, but it's not like sickly sweet or like chocolatey sweet or like candy sweet. But it's 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 sweet, but it has like a nice little like little little savory bite to it. Um, and they started fucking dousing their <laughs> donairs uh, in that sauce. And then that's what caught on. And so it was only ever like on the Atlantic Canadian side, but now it's made its way over throughout the rest of Canada. I am grateful. It has made it easier to deal with because I like, that's one of my biggest withdrawals right now is not being able to eat the food that I grew up eating. And donair really does make up for that fact. Anyways, I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention that last bit. Thank you very much for listening. Um, a little shorter episode, shorter than usual today. Um, I hope everybody is doing okay. I'm very excited for the Christmas stream next week. Please stop by twitch.tv forward slash LR11, all words. We'll be doing Christmas activities. I want to keep some of it a surprise, but I, I, I would assume most of you would be able to guess as to what kind of activities I'd be doing. But please stop by, especially if you have nothing to do. Um, even if it's just to say hi, I'd appreciate that very much. Um, if you want to help me get better recording equipment, ko-fi.com forward slash lr11 the link will be in the description you don't have to please don't if you don't have to if you don't have any money i want to make that very clear that's just if you're feeling particularly nice <laughs> um stay safe wash your hands wear a mask sorry for the rant at the beginning but i kind of had to get that out um because i did say way back when and part of the idea for for this show is to use it as an audio journal so i'll be able to look back on this at some point and hopefully i was articulate enough where my criticism made sense um one last thing before i end off here um please let me know reach out what kind of i'm, I'm like i'm looking for feedback on the show i'm gonna probably do at the end of the year or more um a google doc that would be easy to fill and so you can just fill it up and send it back to me and be anonymous i'm just looking for feedback on the show what works for you what doesn't work for you the length and things like that so i can better tailor the content for all of you i you know like the episode that i did with till or the episode that i'm going to be putting out with my friends or that i did with honey ma obviously the interview episodes are going to be longer but otherwise i want to get a sense of what's working for everybody but thank you very much for the continued support i appreciate you all very much you're all fucking beautiful and um please let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about in the new year Whatever you'd like to talk about, uh, you'd like to hear me give give an opinion on in the new year, I would love to know. Because it honestly kind of makes it easier for me. Because there's yeah, coming to this, I'm like, oh, there's so much I could talk about. And the moment I started doing it, I don't know what to talk about. Anyways, if there are things you'd like to hear me rant about or give my opinion on, please let me know. Otherwise, again, stay safe, wash your hands, wear a mask, and I'll catch you guys next week. Bye.